The body of Christ today has got some parts that aren't doing its job. And stuff that should take 10 or 15 minutes is taking three hours, and it's an ordeal. Because there are parts of the body that are not functioning. And so I'm going to ask you today, you're part of the body of Christ. The Bible says that the body of Christ grows and builds itself up as each part does its work. The question is this, are you doing your part? Hmm, challenging question. To begin today's broadcast of Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely from Church of the Highlands here in San Bruno. If you'll join us, we're in Ephesians chapter 4, and we're focusing in on unity, not uniformity, and the difference between the two, understanding our calling in Christ. Join us. Here's Pastor Leighton and today's broadcast of Study Verse by Verse. Doctrinal ignorance and spiritual immaturity, that's what leads to disunity. And it was this kind of disunity that Paul was addressing in his book of 1 Corinthians, his letter to the Corinthians. Now the word knowledge is in the original is epignosis, which means a deep and accurate knowledge. It is distinct from a knowledge about. A lot of people have a knowledge about the Son of God. That's not what this is talking about. It's not talking about a knowledge about, it's talking about a knowledge of a knowledge in. But few people have invested the time and the effort and the energy required to know and not just know about the Son of God. Now the third result of good church leadership is maturity. You know, there's few things more pitiful than a 40-year-old adolescent. You know, we're surrounded by examples of men who refuse to grow up. They refuse to take responsibility. They're selfish. They're unreliable at home and at work. They're not fulfilling the the development that that they were created for. And you know what? There are people who who refuse to grow up spiritually as well. They accept Christianity for the fire insurance. But they have absolutely no intention of turning into a person that gives evidence of a spiritually transformed life. They don't want to change. They don't want to grow up. They don't want to mature. They're living with one toe in heaven just in case. But their weight-bearing foot is firmly in this world. God's goal for every believer is to attain the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. God wants every believer to be like Christ. Then they will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of men and their deceitful scheming. And I was reading this and I was thinking of when I became a daddy. And my children came home. And of course, first they're helpless, but it doesn't take very long and they're starting to get around the house on their own. And you never quite know where they're going to end up. And so I started looking around the house for things that might hurt them. We live in a daily city at a time. It's two stories. There are stairs. I want them to learn how to go downstairs the right way, not the painful way. There were cabinets that hold cleaning utensils. And we went out and got those little plastic locks because we wanted to protect them because they didn't know what was good for them and what was bad for them. Cults prey upon new converts to Christianity because new converts are open and searching for the truth, but they're not wise enough or mature enough to know what is good and distinguish it from what is bad. Like children, they can drink something that's harmful to them. They can get tied in with groups that are harmful to them. Cunning, cubia, is the word from which we get cube. It can also refer to dice, and we all know that dice have been loaded by professionals and con men for thousands of years. 
Craftiness is a term that describes a manipulation to make error look like truth. And scheming is used elsewhere, talking about the scheming, uh, schemes of the devil. To reference a planned, subtle, systematized, intentional pathway to error. It is intentionally leading someone down a dangerous path. You know, every healthy church needs trustworthy, diligent, caregiver protectors for those who are new in their faith. Now, our nation's Christian heritage was built upon congregations that knew their scriptures. You go back and you study the Puritans, they were in church for three hours. They had a designated person that would go around with a prod and wake people up and went to sleep. But they knew their Bible. And the textbook for the schools, the public schools, was the Bible. And it wasn't until the start of uh, the, uh, the last century that the Bible has been taken out of the, out of the school system systematically. And our once Bible knowledge-rich nation is now more gullible than ever to false prophets and various cults that pander this, that, and the other thing under the banner of Christianity. And there are far too many churches that have in their name the word God or Jesus Christ that have no relationship with the true God, true Jesus Christ. 15, instead of speaking, in speaking the truth in love, we will in all things grow up in, into Him who is the head, that is Christ. You know, people grow when they are told the truth and receive it. That's true in interpersonal relationships. It's true in our relationship with God. Now, there are some people who just tell the truth, and there's no love. I'm sure we've been around those kind of people. You'd like to argue with them because you can't, because they're telling the truth. But the way they tell it hurts. Truth without love hurts. And where truth has not been communicated or where it's been rejected, there is no growth. If, if a husband and wife or a wife quits trying to speak the truth in love, then there is no growth in that relationship. Instead of growing, the relationship withers and dies. And where a spouse refuses to hear words spoken, truth in love, there's going to be no growth. The relationship is going to wither and die. For a healthy, happy growth to take place, the truth must be spoken and received in love. Proverbs 27, 5 and 6 says, An open rebuke is better than hidden love. And wounds from a friend are better than kisses from an enemy. Wounds from a friend. Listen, my friend, I need to tell you the truth here. Verse 16, From him the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. True church growth is not the result of some fancy strategy we get from some church on the East Coast. True church growth is from Him. It's not the results of gimmicks and gadgets and image spinning and all of those kinds of things. And growth happens as each part does its work. You know, I was reading that and I was remembering a few years back when I was 30 stupid something... <laughs> Uh, we were away for a weekend with some friends, and one of my friends went and got one of those water bikes. Not the, not the one you stand on, but the one you sit on. And I, I was out learning how to ride that thing, and I was having a lot of fun. I found that when you got in rough water, you, you could get a lot of air. But you couldn't go very fast, because as soon as you were out of the water, then the engine only had air and not water, and so you just couldn't go very But if you got in smooth water, that thing would go 35, 40, 45 miles an hour. 
And we were in this cove, and out in the middle was the rough water, and in this cove was the smooth water. And so as I was tooling around in the smooth water, I saw this boat getting ready to go past the point. And I began to think. I thought to myself, you know, I can get this thing going pretty fast in smooth water. And then I'll hit that wake and get lots of air. And I was absolutely right. I, I was up there so long, I told the congregation last night, I was up there so long, I saw my life pass before my eyes. <laughs> I was up there so long, I saw part of the rerun. <laughs> I was actually up there so long, I had, to, I had opportunity to think about being up there. <laughs> and some things concerned me while I was up there. For one thing, the craft I was on, the nose started falling to the right. And it was no longer underneath me, but the water still was. And, you know, when you're going that fast, water is like, like smooth asphalt covered in ice. Furthermore, it's rotating in the air. And when it came back in, it was nearly vertical. So when it hit the water, it gouged the water, which means it stopped. And I didn't. And I went over the handlebars and skidded on top of the water until I got slow enough that the water enveloped me, at which time I thought I'd check and see if the life preserver worked. <laughs> and it did. Held me on the surface of the water, face down. I was glad I didn't get knocked out. So anyway, I get back to shore. I'm sitting on the, on the dock for a while trying to gather up my strength. I put my foot down to try to stand up, and the world turns different colors. They took me to the hospital. They found out that I had really done some severe damage on my ankle. And I was hobbling around on crutches for a while. You know, that's quite an education. I couldn't put my foot down, let alone put any weight on it. Life became an ordeal. It took me three hours to take a shower. Things that would take, you know, 10 or 15 minutes when all the parts are working took three hours. It was an ordeal. And you know what? The body of Christ today has got some parts that aren't doing its job. And stuff that should take 10 or 15 minutes is taking three hours, and it's an ordeal. Because there are parts of the body that are not functioning. And so I'm going to ask you today, you're a part of the body of Christ. The Bible says that the body of Christ grows and builds itself up as each part does its work. The question is this, are you doing your part? Are you using the gifts that God has given you in ministry? Let's pray. Lord, we are so thankful that your word gives us such understanding. We're so glad, Lord, that we can see the bigger picture because you have revealed it to us. Lord, we are so thankful that we can know why this world is so messed up and that we can know why we are so messed up and that we can know that you love us anyway, and that you have gone to the cross to redeem our souls from destruction, and that you've chosen to adopt us as your very own children, that you desire to, through your Holy Spirit who resides within us, make us more into the image of your Son, Jesus Christ, and that when we fail, you never fail. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.
Lord, we're praying right now for our church in the weeks and the months and the years to come. That each and every one who is called to be a part of this part of your body will be functioning in the gifts that you have given to them. Not for their own glory, not for the glory of Church of the Highlands, but for your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. That will conclude today's broadcast of Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely. Our delight is knowing that you're growing from these programs. If you'd take a moment and let us know, we'd be greatly appreciative. You can do so by visiting our website, highlands.us, and drop us an email there. You can also learn more about Church of the Highlands here in San Bruno. Again, at highlands.us. And then come back and join us tomorrow as our studies will take us to the Ten Commandments. Are they relevant for us today? Join us and find out for another broadcast of Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely.